Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, this is Ivy Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. I'm also the host of Moms Don't Have Time to Lose Weight, and I'm the editor of the anthology, which you should run out and buy, called Moms Don't Have Time to, a quarantine anthology. All proceeds of that book go to COVID-19 vaccine research. And I'm the editor-in-chief of Moms Don't Have Time to Write, a new publication on Medium, and we're accepting submissions, so please send your personal essays there. And if all that isn't enough, you can follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens, and my website is zibbyowens.com. Okay, now back to this amazing podcast. Listeners, if you enjoy this podcast, I promise you will love my new audiobook for Moms Don't Have Time to a Quarantine Anthology. It's not about the quarantine, but a lot of the essays were written during that time about other things that moms don't have time to do or other busy people, things like reading, eating, working out, breathing, having sex, and 60 best-selling and notable authors wrote essays. All those authors have been on this very podcast. So if you like to listen to my conversations, if you want to get to know these authors better, I read the audiobook myself. Check it out on Audible, Moms Don't Have Time To, a quarantine anthology. Again, Audible, audiobook. Go listen to it. It's like 60 mini podcasts. I hope you enjoy. Gina Hamaday Bergman is the author of I Want to Thank You, How a Year of Gratitude Can Bring Joy and Meaning in a Disconnected World. She was the travel editor at Food and Wine and Rachel Ray Every Day and started her career at the groundbreaking titles Oh, The Oprah Magazine and George. She founded the content and social strategy firm Penknife Media and has written for publications such as The New York Times, Real Simple, and Elle. She currently lives in New York. Welcome, Gina. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss I Want to Thank You, How a Year of Gratitude Can Bring Joy and Meaning in a Disconnected World. I truly could not be more thrilled to be here. Oh, your book was so great. And I literally was like completely inspired to try this project myself. And then of course, I've done nothing about it. Tell listeners what your book is about and the project that inspired the writing of it. Sure. So I went on a little gratitude journey in what I called my thank you year, where I wrote 365 gratitude notes, gratitude letters, thank you notes, whatever you want to call them. And I structured it 
like so. I every month I turned to a different group of recipients. So there were neighbors, there were friends, family members, mentors, healthcare workers, and then some more conceptual topics like food and travel. And in the book, you talked about your train ride where you came up with this idea. Tell me that story again. Okay. So I was doing this reverse commute from Brooklyn to Summit, New Jersey for a time to Bowling Branch, where I was consulting as a home goods company. And Summit, New Jersey is a very sweet little town. And this is in January of 2018. And it was coming off the heels of, as you know, every holiday season is a busy holiday season. I don't know. This one felt particularly busy and I just didn't enjoy it. And so an hour on a quiet train ride to New Jersey felt like literal heaven. And I was spending it, you know, kind of caught up in my to-do list and emails and feeds until I turned to a stack of thank you notes that I had promised to donors of a fundraiser to City Harvest, a City Harvest fundraiser. And this wasn't a task that I was I don't know. I think I felt neutral about it. I wasn't looking for, I was, I wasn't one of those people that was a thank you note person, which now I'm meeting them, you know, they are like around and they are super psyched to write thank you notes. That was not me. It wasn't something I was dreading either necessarily, but I felt neutral about it. But the act of sitting down in a quiet train ride with a stack of thank you notes and writing something positive, thank you for giving money to this, you know, organization that I believe in it just felt like a blanket of calm and relaxation and focus that my brain really needed without me ever, you know, anticipating that. I sort of backed into it where I, you know, felt like, why does this feel so good? What is happening? And I noticed that the mood would carry on into my day. Like I felt like I had a little, like a veil was lifted. I had a little, I don't want to say too many cliches all in a row, but it was basically like, I just felt like the day started off in a much better, clear-eyed way. And I was thinking about all this on January 31st because I just finished the last thank you note. And I looked at my list and there were 31 thank you notes that I had written and it was January 31st. So I thought it kind of, the whole concept came to me fully formed. Like I've written a thank you note for every day this year. It was a surprisingly positive experience maybe this is my, this is my project this year. And then because I came up in magazines, I kind of wrote a little content calendar for it. I love it. It's just such a clever idea. And I love that you started with your community and even like books are magic and that you, mm-hmm. the guy at like the, the butcher shop or whatever it was who kept your letter. And, and I love that the way you approached it was like, I'm going to do this and we'll see what comes of it. Right. Like you didn't right. know, you didn't have like a mission. Right. You're just right. like, maybe it'll, maybe it'll be good. Maybe it'll help the other people too. Who knows? And then you got right. so much positive feedback. People like value these so much. And I know for me, like a handwritten note and I, you know, especially like if somebody passes away or something, those are the first things I go to. Mm-hmm. Right? I need to like see what I have. I do like my inventory and any note is so it has so much more value because all these other emails, they just, even if they're super nice, they just get lost, right? Nobody's like right. framing an email or something, right? Right. It's transient. So I just love this sort of like retro, but so important, like to make this lost art of writing so important. I say is like, I literally this morning was like trying to get my kids to write thank you notes for their birthday. I'm like, thank you notes, thank you notes. I'm like, oh, why do we have to do this? I'm like, I don't know, you just do. <laughs> Well, I have some tips for them to make them a little more fun. I feel that was one of my months, you know, where I was writing with my son 
at the time he was five, we were writing thank you notes after his birthday. And I too was like, oh, great. This will just cross off this, you know, month really super quickly. But I stalled on those because those are really boring to write. Like it's very, it's really fun actually to write to a neighbor who's like a treasured friend or a mentor. Like those are actually really fun things to write to because you probably have something to say to that person that maybe you've never said. And it's just like an actual fun thing to do. But writing and saying thank you for the Lego set is just like so boring. It just feels like there's always something you'd rather do. So in that case, we kind of went a little deeper and I asked my son to say something that he likes about each of those kids. And anyway, it just makes it like a little more fun. So I would say if there's, you know, if you could just go one step, like one sentence, one step deeper than thank you for the Lego set. And it's like just one little thing, you know, makes it more fun. It's so true. The whole premise too of just reconnecting with people and sort of deepening the connections you have is so important and friendship in general. I just want to read this one passage. And as I told you, I have like so many dog-eared pages here because there was so much good stuff. And excuse me for my cold here, but you said, so as I sent the cards off to houses I've never seen in California and Seattle and Chicago, I thought about how keeping old friendships alive took time and that time was something we once had, but no longer do. When time becomes scarce, why is friendship the first thing to be sacrificed? Maybe it explains social media's rocketing rise. We are all craving the friendships we had when we were younger and we settle for this faux version because it's all we think we have time for. This month's correspondence took a little effort and time to be sure, but it meant more than a social media smiley face. And it was more efficient than scheduling 26 catch-up phone calls. So yeah. tell me tell <laughs> me about this and how you had been fitting friendship into your life and how you think about it now post-project. The friend month. So each because each month's topic was so different, they each form was really different. So the friends month was a good example where it kind of took me a week or so to figure out how I was going to do it because my neighbor's month, the prior one was easy. It was like, okay, I'll find neighbors, you know, stores and people who live near me who's, who have done some really nice favors at some point and I'll write them a little thank you note about it. But then when I try to apply that to friends, it just didn't make sense. You know, thank you for inviting me to your family trip 30 years ago. I mean, just, just, I just, couldn't, <laughs> I just, it just felt, and it felt wrong. Like it's not, that's not what friendship is about as favors. So I, what I eventually did was find old photographs. I kind of, I opened up my, you know, my shoe boxes and I turned some of those old yellowing photographs into postcards. You just reinforce it with a four by six mailing label and that's it. It's postcards. It's easy. So that then became really fun because it's like the copy's already written. You know, it's like I, each sentence I started pretty much the same, which was remember when we were young and carefree because <laughs> almost all those pictures felt like that where it was just like, you know, just us at a bar, us in Italy, and we're laughing and we're eating ice cream. We're on a moped, you know. And so it was that. And then a little memory about, you know, a little sentence about the memory that it brings up and a little wish for the future, hope to see you soon kind of thing. So it was actually very easy once. It was a tiny bit of an art project, but like it was actually, those went really fast. And then the reactions were so lovely, you know, and heartwarming. And you know, it did underline something that I've always felt, which is just, you know, I was, I was born in California, had dear, dear friends who I'm still very close with. I went to school in Michigan. I'm in, I've been in New York since 2001. It's so hard to keep up these friendships, but they are so important to me. 
Like they're more important to me than many other things that I do make time for. And it just feels like it actually doesn't take much to kind of keep it up. Not in the way that I wish we could, but it like those, that gesture felt like I sort of bought myself another five years. <laughs> Not that I want to wait five years before being in touch with some of these people again, but it just expressed, you know, the effort that I took with it and the words that I wrote and the effort that it was clear that I, you know, made, it just reinforced the love that I have for them. And it, I know it made people feel great. And I got a lot of comments like this made my day, this made my week. And, you know, of course I remember this and it just felt like such a wonderful, positive, you know, almost free thing to do. And it just reminded me of one of my my God, I was almost going to use a, mar- I'll just use the marketing term. I know this is a marketing term, my core values, Yep. but it is one of my core values that like, it's so, these friendships are so important to me and I don't want to live my life pretending that they're not, you know, but I don't have the time to sit down with all of them. I just don't, you know? So this was sort of like me making it work. It's so important. I mean, it's so true that you have to like, at some point put some time behind the things that matter. I mean, this sounds ridiculously obvious, but I feel like friendship, like you said in the book, and I think that's why I responded to it, like, you know, it'll be there, right? But it doesn't, mm-hmm. you can, like, I have friends who I haven't talked to in forever and then I call them and it's like, oh, well, you know, it's like we pick up where we were, but right. friendships do need tending to, right? Like a right. like a fire before they go out, right? You gotta like, right. you know, tend to the embers a little or whatever. And right. something like this is so easy and sweet and Thoughtful, but now I feel like it's less thoughtful because I didn't think of it myself because <laughs> because it's your idea. If no, I don't no, no. it myself, feel no, please. Are you kidding? Feel away. Feel away. So the, let me just for so you literally just took the picture and put on yeah. a mailing label. You don't have to yeah. laminate like, the front or anything no, with the actual no. picture. And I tried a few different things. Like I did try like not laminating, but like I got little cellophane packages. Yeah, you wrote that. And I took a few things to the mailing label. And this is just, it's like comes in a round sticker thing. It's, you know, on Amazon or whatever, it's like four by six mailing labels. And it comes in a round thing and you take off one sticker and you literally, and for me, I'm not a crafty person. Like there would always be like, it wasn't exactly even. And even though they're both four by six, it's like, the label's a tiny bit longer. You kind of fold it over. It's, it's like a little crude and it's not perfect and Pinteresty. I'm sure you could make it so if you wanted. It just wasn't the point for me. And that's it. You, just, you put it on and that's it. You like, then you write the little, you know, you draw the little line and the postcard and they, they... That's amazing. But aren't you sad? Aren't you sad you don't have those pictures? Well, you know, I don't know how you are. I'm not sure if we're the same age. I feel like I'm 41 and I just had so many of these. Uh, you can absolutely a print, you know, print something from your computer and get doubles or something. You can, I don't know, make a copy at the local whatever. I just feel like I had so many duplicates. It wasn't. I just would rather. And it's like they're all in this box that is like slowly yellowing. And I'm like, what am I? I don't know. I just I felt okay giving them away. I'm 44, FYI, but I have them all in albums. I don't know if you can see, like, mm-hmm. these are, Ooh, I love it. like, I have these and I'm pointing to, I have like that whole row Ooh, there. And then ah. in the cabinets below, I have all the fa- photo albums from like the nineties. And I mean, I, I, I was really good 
about putting them in albums. So I would have to like yes. pull them out. But oh, I do. Yes. I'm sure I have some f- floating away. Maybe you just take a picture of it or a screenshot or something. Well, yeah, I I took a picture of every note I ever wrote and including the front and back of these. And then I, I made a little photo album of it just so I had like a record of the year. So yeah, they're in there. Perfect. I love it. And how did it feel for you writing the book? Like as you were going through, like, what was it like sort of documenting it and then writing it at the same time and making time not only for friendship and the notes, but then the book about the friendships and the notes and the responses and all of that. Tell me about that. So I finished the year, it was 2018 and I finished out the year and toward the end cup of Joe, Jenny Rosenstrach from, you know, dinner, a love story, et cetera. She wrote about it on Cup of Joe in October and I made a little Instagram. So I kind of, up until then, I really was privately doing this and really not talking about it with anybody aside from my husband. And then at the end of the year, I guess that was me going public and with it. And, but I hadn't, and I had been writing notes the whole time. I should say that because I'm, you know, I'm a writer. So I was hoping, I didn't know what it would be, but I wanted to keep track. So I was writing notes, but I only wrote a but I started working on a book proposal in 2019. So once the year was done, I started working on a book proposal and, you know, shopped that around, wrote a revise, got my agent, sold it. And I got the deal in July of 2019. And then I had eight months to write it. So the process of writing it, it I think the hardest part was, see, you know, having all of this raw data of all the notes. And knowing that they could be, you know, like that could just go in so many ways. Is it, is it a memoir? Is it a how-to? Is it, you know, some people were like, just print all the notes. I'm like, this must, must be so boring. Like, why would anybody <laughs> want to read these notes? You know, there's just so many ways to slice it. And especially the big question is like, how personal should it be? How much will people care? You know, all of those things. So in the planning of it and in the writing the proposal and especially the second draft of the proposal from the first draft, and I, I, I only bring this up here because I know some, I feel like this is a good place to talk about this. I feel like some of this is inside baseball for some of the press I'm doing, but I feel like this is a good Yeah, um, no, tell me the whole, place to talk about notes. it. Yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed, be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything. It might be time to work on those things. And I have a solution for you. Therapy. 
online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help. And I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. So the first proposal was more, was really kind of about my journey and just that kind of with some how-to. It was like a how-to memoir. And then the second draft really brought in a lot of, first of all, I made the structure of pulling out a lesson, a surprise, and a benefit for every chapter. One of the agents that rejected it, she wrote like, she was like the kindest rejection ever. And I took some of her advice literally, which is, you know, I'm not sure that you could access some of these lessons and benefits, like, I'm not sure that you'll you'll be able to, I don't know, access them or something. I'm like, oh, well, what if I just literally put them at the top for each chapter? And then those became a nice, that was sort of a nice way to structure it because those became, you know, the subheads. So that the structurally, I got more organized. And also I brought in every chapter. I, I pulled in an expert, you know, to kind of shed light on those benefits that I was personally feeling, but you know, and now it's like everything in retrospect feels obvious. It's funny, but it's like when, when, when the, when the sky's the limit, it's like this path wasn't clear. So it took a while to sort of get that. And then once the the proposal that I wrote was so detailed and, you know, I had all the experts like you know, I had them all decided and I decided that I would sit down with my mother-in-law and I would sit down with my friend that was a straight, that she and I were estranged and she would, I knew that she would actually be generous enough to sit down with me and, you know, have an interview about why we were estranged and how the thank you note got us back in touch. So the proposal was so detailed that the actual writing of it in those eight months was a pleasure because every time I would open up a new chapter, I felt like, okay, I like have a little blueprint and I can change it a little bit, but at least I know what I'm writing. That's great. Benefit of good outlining. (laughs) Ah, feels so good. (laughs) It's so true. I mean, the idea of writing a book feels like, you know, it's like seeing an empty field and being like, let's build a Mm -hmm. house. Like, where would you even start? Right. Mm -hmm. But then if you, then you have like some fabrics, like your notes or something, or then, you know, then you bring, bring in an architect and say like, I don't know, what do you think? Or what style would you like? And I don't know. It's like the difference between sort of renovating and building a house from scratch. Like for me, the idea of building a house from scratch seems like so overwhelming. I could never, ever do it. But some people love that. Right. And I think it's like, you have to, it's just sort of more psychologically how you approach the project, right? Having this as like the baseline Never mind. I'm not making any sense. I hope you know what I'm saying. No, trying. you are. No, but it's it's it was just interesting. I have I've had a lot of people say, "Oh, well, this is probably easy because you have all those notes." And I'm like, 
Yeah, it was great to have all those notes to quote from, but that didn't give me any indication of like what this story is and what people would want to hear and what's interesting. And anyway. Well, I love how Emma Straub from Bookstore Magic said you were like the nicest person ever because (laughs) I didn't doubt it as I read through the whole book and saw all the ways you just acknowledged people and stayed in the moment and just like saw the whole person and didn't let these things sort of wash over you. Like I think this whole gratitude sort of movement, if you will, is it's really like the secret sauce of life, right? Because if you don't stop and be grateful, that's it. The moment passes and like you don't get that extra jolt of, I don't know what it is, but satisfaction, emotion, all of the good stuff. So a book like yours just completely makes it something actionable and and something you can accomplish. And it's just great. It's, it's just great. <laughs> Thank you. Cause you do, you do need a little help, I think, you know, cause it's, it's one thing to say, I'm going to be more grateful, but I do find that you need a little bit of help figuring what that out, what that is. You know, I, I, I actually, I grew up with, my dad came from Ohio, you know, very middle class. And then he, you know, was like self-made. I don't know. He like did great in his life. And he, sort of was so obsessed with making sure that we were grateful all the time. And he was just so obsessed with it. And I feel like there were so many times when he would say like, why aren't you looking at the sunset? Aren't you grateful? Like, why aren't you? I don't know. And I remember thinking a lot as a kid about like, how, how does that work? Like, is me being grateful saying it out loud or is it thinking it or like, how does it work? Like, how would I even express to my dad that I am grateful? Do I just have to say it all the time? Or like, what is that? And I, I think that it's, it doesn't, I, I think that the expressing it is really important because, you know, writing in a gratitude journal is very helpful. It's not for everybody. I feel like I've bought gratitude journals over the years and I'm like super into it for two weeks and then I drop it and I, it gets buried under novels on my nightstand. But there's something about expressing it, even though that takes a little bit of bravery because it's not something you have to do and therefore it feels like awkward or I don't know. It's like there is like a, something you have to get over in order to express something really like, you know, with, with totally open-hearted and vulnerable and earnest, you know? So it's like, but once you do that, there's like this feedback loop of like, you get it back. And I don't know, it it just, I think that's the real difference. And, you know, you say, oh, you're, you, you, Emma says you're nice. You obviously are nice. Look at this whole book. Like, but this is me trying to do the thing that I, otherwise, if I didn't make this, I would be stuck in my to-do list, in my feeds, in my head, you know? And so this was like forcing myself to really see other people in my life and not just the ones that are obvious, you know, but the ones that are in my life that really make it better. But it takes some, it take, takes a little, like a little bit of structure in order to do that, you know, but you don't have to write 365 notes. To do that, <laughs> I would say. Maybe 10, five, <laughs> maybe 10, maybe 10. Oh my gosh. I also think even if it's not a note, being able to when you're in those moments too, like yeah. that you would have so often with a neighbor or whatever, you know, just saying, like just really highlighting the the time, like when someone, you know, lets you go and if you don't have enough money for four, but you can only buy two or something that happened to you, like, you know, this made my day. You know, I, I feel like I didn't used to be like that. And now I'll stop and say like, thank you. So like this totally made right. my day. Like you made me so happy. Like 
oh my gosh, you should feel good about, you know, something. Yeah. I mean, if it you can't, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. And it's, you know, how much more time does it take than just like, oh, thanks, you know, and just saying, like you said, you know, like, no, you don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> this really made my day. I, it's, I mean, those words, like this made my day is a phrase that I thought about so much throughout this year, because it's probably what I heard the most. And it might be a cliche, but what a lovely cliche. Like how, what a lovely power to have to make somebody else's day, you know? hundred percent. I totally agree. And I'm, I'm really quick to say when somebody makes my day, <laughs> like mm-hmm. even like some sort of comment or something on Instagram or whatever, like sometimes like the notes are really nice and I'll like read it out loud to my husband. And I'll be like, this made my day. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I shared some private thing and like, Somebody, it helps somebody out in the world who I don't even know. Like, and then I'll just say like, oh my gosh, you made my day. I read this to my husband and you know, I don't know. I mean, we might as well be open about stuff. Like we're pretty, everybody's Absolutely. open about the negative stuff. So, well, and it's like, you know, as writers, that's part of our, you know, that's part of our motivation, right? It's like, you want to reach people. You want to share your own experiences or your own, you know, whatever it is you're sharing so that you reach people and you touch them in some way. But, you know, one of the points I was making is that you don't have to be like a great writer and Mm -hmm. do that. Like, you know, like these little notes are on a smaller scale. That's everybody can do that. Right. Like you don't have to be a writer. You could just write to people in your life and you'll have that same power. Yes. I mean, chances are people won't even remember the content of your notes as much as the feeling they got from reading it. Exactly. Exactly. So Gina, what is coming next for you? Do you have more books coming or what's your, are you done with thank you notes or do you never want to write another one the rest of your life or what, what how do you feel now? Um, you know, I am, I'm figuring out what's next as far as projects. I always have a, I have a, you know, I have a bunch of clients. I have a content agency thing. So I'm busy, but trying to figure out what's my next bigger project. I, have a bunch of thank you notes that I have written but not addressed. I feel like I sort of get stuck in that where I've like I have like 20 thank you notes right now that I wrote to like I don't know the Today Show, you know, like my press people and people who host me at their bookstores and stuff. And I'm just like, oh God, I need to address them. So I <laughs> I am still writing thank you notes, certainly not at a clip that I once was. But I don't know. This was something that I wanted to do my whole life and I'm just I'm trying to stay, I, you know, I quoted you, I quote you a lot with your, I don't want to miss the plot. I loved that, that you said that. And I'm right now just trying still It's two months since the book published. And I'm like really still rooted in like really trying to enjoy it and not get caught up in all the nonsense. I don't know. There's so much nonsense you can get caught up in, but like in the last couple of weeks, I've been just like popping into Barnes and Nobles and, and signing them. And they're so nice about it. Like I wasn't, you know, I wasn't sure how they would react, but they're like, Oh my God, of course, let me gather them and I'll put some little stickers on. And I don't know, I'm trying to like stay present in the, and like not take it for granted that, you know, my whole, I'm sure like you, like we're book nerds, like my whole life, I wanted to write a book and that now I have a book out and I'm trying to like live in that world still and then get to the next project when it comes. I love that. That's exactly right. Don't get caught up in the stuff. The, you know, and yeah, ignore all of the stuff. <laughs> I love that. God, God. So much, so stuff. much that you could like, 
yes. hang your mood on. And it's like, why? Yes. Why? Totally, totally agree. Well, I really, really enjoyed your book and it's beautiful and I love the colors and <laughs> like even, thank I know you. it's so superficial, but I know I just, I even love how it looks. No, thank you. I, they actually allowed me a lot of say in this and they were patient when I kept rejecting their first, their like two rounds of covers, which I know is super rare. So I'm very grateful to Tertiary Perigee for that. It's awesome. Well, it turned out really great. So amazing. Well, maybe you need to launch your own line of stationery or something. That would be pretty cool. That would be nice. Yeah. Who knows? That's one I know. I have like this whole list. I literally have a Google doc right now that says, this is like embarrassing, but the title of it is you're a published author. Now what? And that's, I love <laughs> and, it. And that's, <laughs> and I that's one it. of them is that like, should I make some cards? I don't know. Should I like start speaking to schools? I don't know. I'm like, right now I'm like just writing this list and figuring out what's next. I have a friend who started a stationary business. So if you ever want me to put you in touch, you could at least like explore it with her. If you did like your own line or you like sold it as a little package, because that would be mm-hmm. really nice if you had like, you know, for the holidays this year, like a little cards on top with like a little bow and you could sell it together on your website or something. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. Lots of things. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Tina. Thank you so much. And I really hope to meet you, you in person. I'm too. sorry this wasn't in person, although I have a cold, so it's probably better. So anyway. <laughs> Anytime. Congrats on your book and enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.